Welcome to the Revolution Podcast. Really excited for today's episode. We have WeeBay with Plug Me In Project, who traveled in his electric car famously for about two years from Amsterdam to Sydney. But before we get into that, I want to do a quick reminder on the EV charging station incentives, specifically IRS credit for EV charging stations that was reinstated at the end of 2019 and applies to stations installed in 2019 and through the end of 2020. And that is IRS section 30C. And for a home, it covers 30% of costs up to $1,000. And for businesses, they can actually qualify for 30% up to $30,000 per property in incentives. And that's a IRS tax uh, tax credit. And always consult your tax professional. And please, please consider installing EV charging stations for yourself at your home, for your tenants, for your customers, and for your employees. And always check the incentives ranging from federal, state, local, and of course, utility funded rebates as well. Today, we have Weebay from the Plug Me In Project. Weebay, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for talking with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Good, uh, glad to be here. Maybe a quick summary of what Plug Me Project was. So you started in March of 2016, if I'm correct there. Yeah, correct. And you traveled through 31 countries. And uh, 34. 34 countries. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it took about two years? A bit over three years, three and a half years. Three and a half years. Okay. And you went all the way from Amsterdam, which is which is where you live, to Sydney. Uh, yeah, that was my, my goal. And I, I reached Sydney at some point. And then the trip was actually even continued to New Zealand. So after Sydney, I went to New Zealand and drove all the way to Bluff, which is the most southern tip of, of New Zealand and the world actually on that part. So from there... Yeah, the next stop uh, was Antarctica, so kind of reached like the most southern point of the the world in my EV. That's amazing. That's a that's a far distance. That's a long that's a long way to go for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. One thing that's that's interesting here, it wasn't really about speed. So this wasn't designed to see how fast you can go from one place to another in an electric vehicle. It was really more of of a journey to meet people and spread awareness around electric vehicles. So basically they went to plugmeinproject.com and offered to host you at their home. So anyone could go onto this site and they would say, you can come here and I'll give you a place to stay, give you food, let you recharge your, your car. And it really made for a, a pretty interesting path, right? So a lot of zigzagging, up and down. Could you tell us a little bit about about that? Yeah, so I set myself a challenge to reach the other side of the world in an electric car, and um, still started without money. And like you said, uh, people could support me by um, offering me a couch to sleep on, or a meal, or uh, a plug to to charge my uh, electric car. And when I started, I had no idea how or when. I would reach uh, Sydney, which was my, my goal to get to. 
And um, so every week I would look on my map and I'll see what offers has been made nearby. And I will plan my trip like from, from week to week or day to day sometimes. So when I started in March 2016, I had about a little 200 offers, mostly from my own country, Netherlands and countries around that. So uh, in, about, in about five weeks, I got to Italy. So I was already going south. Uh, so I thought like I'm on the right way and probably in a few months I will reach uh, Australia. But then south of Italy, there were no more offers. Uh, but there were a lot of people from Scandinavia who said, well, why don't you come here to, to to sleep here on my couch? So from Italy, I went to Scandinavia and all the way to the top of Norway, uh, to North Cape, which is your most southern, uh, northern point. And uh, so then I was on my way for about five months already or something. So it was a pretty long time. So I thought like, you know, maybe I have to start driving to Australia. So from the North Cape, I went down again through Eastern Europe and then finally reached uh, Asia, entered Asia in Turkey. And then, uh, yeah, made my way around across the Iran in the Middle East, uh, India, Southeast Asia, and eventually uh, reached the Australian shore a bit over two years, two years and two months. And then like circled my way around Australia and finally reached uh, yeah, the final destination, Sydney, after 1,119 days. And uh, that's a short summary. Of course, a lot of stuff happened on the way. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can imagine. Uh, I can <laughs> imagine. And, and one thing I'll say quickly here is you did a great job documenting this there's obviously a lot of news coverage from all of these different countries you've attended in all of these different languages but the youtube yeah. channel and your website uh very interesting to see your journey and some of the challenges there that that we can get into a little bit more here yeah. but, but it's interesting to see that journey for sure it's it's fascinating so mm. so yeah so my yeah my point was uh not to uh like demonstrate that it's possible or something or that you can do it really click quick like like you said but i really wanted to take my time to enjoy this adventure and uh before i started i estimated i i can do this maybe in a year year and a half but then i got so many offers from people the thing they contact me said like yeah we want to show you this or we want to do this and that with you so i thought like i can rest this off but i want to take my time uh, to enjoy this and also to um yeah do my bit to promote sustainable mobility so in every country i try to give talks and interact with media about that uh so my point was more to uh do something which really speaks to the imagination which is driving an ev to the other side of the world uh just to create a lot of exposure and uh yeah make a point about sustainable mobility and basically showing that there are uh, show people that there are more sustainable ways of transport. Yeah, and you, I would say you certainly accomplished that and in, in a unique way in that you weren't going through all of these major cities, but you were going through a lot of very small towns and villages and communities where uh, many people probably don't see don't see electric vehicles. It may have been their first time probably. So, so oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. And the the car itself. So, what kind of car did you take on this journey with you? Yeah, so it's a retrofitted Volkswagen Golf. Um, it was originally a project by a Dutch utilities company, 
who wanted to research vehicle to grid technology. And it was in back in 2009. Uh, so at the time there were no uh, standard like factory cars available with the technology. So they decided to convert 50 of these uh, Volkswagens to, to electric. And uh, yeah, for, for its time, the specs were okay. Like it had a range of 200 kilometers, which was for that time really good 37 kilowatt hours battery. Uh, because even like five years later, you got like the first generation Nissan Leaf or Renault Zoe who had like a range of 100 to 130. So I was really happy when I found this car because it's a station wagon. So you had a lot of space uh, for luggage and uh, a decent range. On the charging side of things. So I would assume this probably does not do DC fast charging. So is this standard level one and level two charging? Yeah, it was no no DC indeed, and it was like AC only about uh, six point seven kilowatt max. Okay, so definitely a lot of downtime in between driving, waiting for waiting for that thing to charge. I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, even if it had DC capabilities, um, it wouldn't have much uh, sped up the time because in in the majority of the countries I I passed to there there was no infra- infrastructure yet. So I was really relying on people where I can plug my car in just in the regular uh, 220-volt uh, household socket. True. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's mm. not a lot of infrastructure in place. So you're you're using the regular outlets. From what I saw, even running a wire through someone's window and down to the street so that you could, so that you could charge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was really yeah, was a bit of a MacGyver sometimes to charge the car so we had like really if my host was living on in an apartment on the fifth floor then we had to drop down a very long extension lead and then wrap it around a few poles or something so it didn't drop down and charge the car in that way so it was always a bit of a adventure to find a way to to charge up the car i can imagine and do you still mm. have the car uh no so i borrowed this car from someone Okay. Um, which is my hero because like but like who would ever borrow his car to have one drive it to the other side of the road so <laughs> just yeah. uh returning to the owner at the uh, end of uh, last month so now i'm uh, yeah without a car and uh yeah without my mate also because like yeah, i've been driving this car for three and a half years like every day so it's become really uh yeah i got a like emotional connection with this car so now i can imagine it, which is uh, yeah a bit weird yeah, I can imagine that. That's that's a long time. It really is. Yeah. yeah, definitely. What was the hardest the hardest country for you to travel through? I'm sure there were a lot of challenges along the way, but is there one that stands out as more difficult than the others? Yeah, there were two countries that stand out. Uh, the first one was uh, India, uh, because in some areas, uh, the electricity was not so reliable. Like in some places, the the standard of uh, the domestic electricity is only like four ampere. So then in my case, it will take like six days to, to charge up the car. Uh, so right. it happened many times that uh, I spent all day like looking for a factory or for uh, office where they had better electricity available. So I could charge up my car a bit more quicker. Uh, also regularly, there were some uh, like power cuts. And then just for a few hours, it just was not possible to to charge a car, which was a bit challenging sometimes. And also Australia was um, challenging because the 
yeah, the distances are just huge over there. Uh, so yeah, my, my range is max 200k, but yeah, it happened a few times that yeah, from from one uh, home to the other one was was over 200k. So then I knew like today I'm going to drive and I'm not going to make it to my destination. And yeah, then I have to find a solution to uh, to make it to the next point. That's a challenge. Obviously, the electricity yeah. grid, but also just the sheer distance. So Australia, that that makes sense with with those big, vast areas in between where you're trying to go that you need to, needed to fill. So, yeah, yeah, I can certainly exactly. understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And were there any? So I would assume yes, but were language barriers a challenge? Did you have a lot of difficulty with that in some of these countries? Yeah, not so much. I, I before I started, I expected I would have uh, issues with that so uh for some countries where i expected the language language barrier to be high i made uh all kind of, uh, well, documents with translations with all kinds of questions i was expecting to ask like where can i find the toilet or where can i find wi-fi uh, can i maybe charge my car here so i had it translated by by a friend before i went into the country but i found out that um yeah, I, I rarely had to use it. Like everywhere where I came, in every town, you you will find somebody who speaks a bit of English, and you will get get around. So I stopped making those translations after yeah three countries where I had to do that. Yeah, so that appeared not to be a very big problem. Also with like the use of uh, like Google Translate on your uh, on your smartphone, or just communicating with hands and feet. Uh, yeah, I managed to uh, find my way. That's true. Yeah, Google Translator can can go a long way as well. So yeah, yeah, it's, nice. yeah, it's very convenient. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and it's really it's really an incredible journey. So you've probably met a ton of people, and you've probably seen a lot of new places, saw countless things, and showed a lot of people what an electric vehicle really is. So in the US here, we're really working hard to promote electric vehicles and work on charging infrastructure and all of these challenges. But that's an entirely different level with this journey, right? So you're you're going to countries that sometimes barely have a stable and reliable electricity grid, much yeah. less have ever seen an electric vehicle and certainly did not have electric vehicle charging stations set up already, I would imagine, in a lot of these places. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, there's um, like definitely in the Asian countries, there there was no infrastructure yet. And even at that time in some European countries, there was still like not much happening. Uh, but in most of the countries, yeah, there was uh, something between like a pilot project or a decent infrastructure. So I think like out of the 34 countries that I passed through, only like four countries, there was like absolutely nothing happening. But in the other countries, there was, well, a pilot project with a very some local initiatives or like a, a decent infrastructure. And I think countries with the best infrastructure were uh, Netherlands, Norway, and New Zealand. New Zealand was really uh, well organized. It was really like made it very easy to to travel around. Um, also in Europe, one uh, big discovery for myself was uh, Ukraine. Uh, I didn't know much about that country. Well, I knew it was not like a very well-developed country, but uh, apparently there, because they really hate uh, Russia, so they think like, yeah, if we 
drive electric, then we don't need to import gas from Russia and it makes us less dependent of that, that country. So that's why they started building their own network, which already basically covered the whole country. That's interesting. I wouldn't have mm. suspected U- Ukraine as having as having that that much infrastructure built out, but that makes perfect sense. It really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a surprise for me too, but uh, it does make sense indeed. Yeah, that's interesting. How did people respond to seeing an electric vehicle for the first time? In many cases, how did they respond to seeing your car traveling through their communities? and being plugged in in their neighborhoods. What were some of the responses that you received from that? Yeah, people are always very surprised because they, in the beginning they found it very weird because like, for example, if I am in India and I, I drive through a very small village, um, yeah, I immediately attract a lot of attention because people are like, how can a car drive here without making any noise? Uh, that's the first thing they, they see, of course. Um, then I step out of the car and then in India, like within one minute, there are like 50 people around you are like super curious and like are like very close to you. They come almost come too close to you over there. You know, they don't have any idea of like a personal distance. Sure. And, uh, but then I start uh, like asking questions and they often like immediately always see the advantages. So they say like, oh yeah, it's, uh, it's cheaper because electricity is cheap and, uh, there are not so much parts in there. And of course, also the environmental aspect is something which uh, everyone sees the, the benefit, of, benefit of. Yeah, the environmental aspect and along with that, air quality, which a lot of these yeah. areas, especially like in India, right? They, they, yeah, in India, they struggle with that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it, it really is. So what was your favorite part of the journey in general? Mm, yeah, I think uh, the whole road trip through Indonesia, which was really special, like the people there, they are so, so kind and, and helpful. And it's also a very beautiful country. There's some of these islands which are so, so beautiful, nice beaches and, and beautiful countryside. And then to drive to there, like been there on holiday, like many years ago. And then now I'm there with my car, which I drive from, from the Netherlands. Uh, it's a bit bit unreal, but uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the highlights of my trip. I can imagine that that that's a neat experience to be to be to your point. You people travel there in an airplane typically, and yeah. you drove an electric car from Amsterdam, really, to, yeah. to get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's that's cool. Mm. Do you have any plans? So now that you've completed this journey, I know you're you're very busy guy these days doing uh, speaking engagements and news stories and all of these different things. Do you have any plans to do another trip like this? Um, no, not, not really. Uh, it's not very concrete yet. Like for now, I, I really enjoy being home. Uh, I returned home uh, in September. So I'm still like kind of fresh here and very exhausted when I returned home. Also had some like, physical issues um so for now i really enjoy being home and uh, i don't feel like uh you hear that often from people who have been traveling a long time that they return home and they cannot really fit in anymore and they want to leave immediately but i don't have that at all and um yeah this was i mean it's been such a long trip like three and a half years that i 
I still think like yeah, I want to travel one day, but if I will do something, then it won't be that long. So if I'm going to do a new trip or project, then it might be for a shorter time. Uh, but for now, I don't have any plans, and uh, I just yeah, I still want to remain like an ambassador for electric mobility. So at the moment, I yeah try to engage in a lot of speaking activities, and I still do some media stuff. And I have a, a plan to set up a company which is also related to sustainable mobility. So I think that I um, yeah will just will stay here and have a stable base and yeah, find a new uh, new challenge which might not have to do something with a long uh, road trip. That sounds like a good plan. I can certainly mm. certainly agree that after that long of a trip and really all of the experiences that you learned, you you have a lot of unique insight into different cultures, clean transportation, and you've done it in a very unique way. And you spent a ton of time in a very early version of an electric vehicle as far as a modern electric vehicle. And I think there's a ton of value in that. Yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah, that's what I try to or want to, to share also. So I'm planning to write a book because yeah like you said I, I gained so much experiences and had so many lessons that i think it can be valuable for for people to learn about that and i also find it nice that there will be some kind of like end product from my trip like it's a bit weird that it's like over now and there's not much happening so i want to be like that there's a product uh, which can either be a book or maybe a documentary because i've got tons of footage uh, so that's also something i'm going to work on in uh, in the coming months yeah, I was going to say a documentary would be a neat way to see it, at least from what I've seen from from the YouTube channel, because it's very visual. You can see the challenges, the the people. The book would be would be great as well. I don't think it's one or the other, but just my opinion. Yeah. I think a documentary a documentary would really go a long way, even if it's a multiple part series or or something like that showing the journey. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool. Hmm. All right. So again, thank you so much for joining our show today. I know you're you're again a very very busy guy with all of these different things going on. But yeah, no, really... it's good to talk to you. It's also always nice. I like I said I try to uh, want to remain an ambassador for electric cars. So I hope that an interview like this can also like contribute a bit to that. Yes, I think our our audience would would find a lot of value and and will really benefit from seeing some of the some of the stories, some of your journey and yeah. some of some of the challenges. Okay. Yeah, it was nice to talk to you and thanks for this opportunity. Yes, yes, thank you. And listeners, thanks so much for listening to another edition of Revolution Podcast. Really hope you found it beneficial. Please check him out on uh, on YouTube or his website Plug Me In Project. Dot com and look out for a potential book or a yeah. potential potential documentary and and thanks again